Hey, my name is Anna Brubaker, and I am the creator and host of Humans of Montclair, a Montclair, New Jersey-based podcast documenting the lives of citizens, businesses, and projects throughout our town. When my friends and family from out of town ask me what my favorite part about Montclair is, I immediately say community. The people are great and really do look out for each other no matter what. However, I believe that the sentiment of community in Montclair is best represented through Montclair's small businesses. On today's episode of Humans of Montclair, I interviewed Jennifer Snyder, the owner of the Little Daisy Bake Shop. Together, we discussed the origins of Little Daisy, Jen's love for baking, the lessons that she's learned from being a business owner in Montclair, as well as Little Daisy's future endeavors. All right, so um, for our listeners, what's your name, what do you do in town, and what's one thing that you love about Montclair? Uh, my name is Jennifer Snyder, and I own the Little Daisy Bake Shop. And uh, the thing that I love the most about Montclair are the amazing people that I've met here. I feel like I've met so many uh, different people that do just really amazing things, both locally and worldwide. And um, and we've been lucky enough to meet, you know, lifelong friends here, which is important for us because both my husband and my family is on the West Coast, so um Montclair has really it's become home for us but it's mainly uh for the people that are that we've met here you know we'll we'll be friends with them for our life yeah I mean I totally agree with that I mean I'm kind of coming to a close temporarily for my time in Montclair as I'm gonna go to college soon and it's probably not gonna be in Montclair New Jersey um but the people have definitely shaped the community or my personal experience with it too and yeah um, to know that at like a younger age too, it shows how big of an impact our community, whether it be on the local level or more like nationally has on all of us. Right. Um, right. And you can still stay friends with all your high school, high school exactly. people. I still, I'm still friends with them. We do a yearly, we do an annual girls trip. So, oh. you know, just because you're going away for college, it doesn't mean you have to say goodbye. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's been so you're the owner of Little Daisy. It's been almost mm-hmm. 11 years? 11 years, yeah. yeah 11 so years. It was 11 in October. Awesome. Um, And it's pretty much become a huge staple, especially in the uptown part of Montclair. I know the MFBE does a lot of stuff to endorse the um, Little Daisy. Um, Stephen Colbert actually had his cake on your show, on his show. <laughs> um, but I'd love to hear more about like your story. What events led up to the opening of Little Daisy? Okay. Um. Yeah, so I've I've always just I've always loved to bake. Um, my mother made everything from scratch, and baking was just a real stress relief for me. When even when I was doing other jobs, I would come home at night and bake. Um, and so I just I started baking for family and friends, and um, it just became it grew really quickly. And you know, and um, what I would do to I would put the kids to bed, and then I would bake to fulfill orders. And there was one night, um, it was probably about 4 a.m. My husband comes downstairs and the kitchen is just covered with cookies on racks and cakes to be frosted. And he just looked around. He thought, you know, you really need to make a business of this or scale it back. And ha- but this is this is sort of crazy what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And we saw that there was a um, we saw there was a small space in Upper Montclair that was available. And I thought, why not? I'm going to go for it. Let's just do it and see. And, um, and I thought I could just do it while the kids were at school. And that was a really big miscalculation <laughs> because once you, 
once you get in a space and once you open the business, like you're in it. And so it was not going to be just me being there for a couple hours a day. In fact, I was there for like 20 plus hours a day Mm -hmm. at the beginning. Um, But I hired a couple people to start off to help me. And uh, two of them are still with me 11 years later. And um, it just sort of took off from there. And then we moved, we were there for about a year and a half, maybe. And then we moved to the bigger spot. Um, and I thought about calling it the little bit bigger Daisy, but we kept, we just kept with little Daisy. <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing. And yeah, it's <laughs> been, I mean, such a long time now. I remember when little Daisy opened, oh my gosh, it was probably like five or six. And it was like, honestly, pretty like revolutionary. I just remember I went to Bradford. So whenever my, yeah. Like a sub, we would just always go to Little Daisy, grab like a whoopie pie or a cupcake to like celebrate yeah. like the last day of our weeks, so like a Friday or something. Yeah, we look forward to those Fridays. Yeah, like no, those are great. They're pretty good. Um, to kind of touch off on that, like what I found to be the most unique about Little Daisy is that um, all of your baked goods are peanut and tree nut free, mm-hmm. which is a big help for so many people in our community, but especially like you know, mothers of young kids who often have to bring in baked goods and stuff. And a big issue is, are they peanut or tree nut free either for their child or other children? Um, At the time of opening Little Daisy, it's more of a just general question at the Mm -hmm. time of opening Little Daisy. Would you say that there is definitely like a needed market in Montclair for having a bakery that was really dedicated to um, having baked goods that were peanut or tree nut free? Yeah, I mean, I felt like there was. Um, my daughter's friend in preschool, um, she had a nut allergy. And so I would bring things in for the class and um, she, would, she wouldn't she would be able to, to have it. And I felt so bad mm-hmm. she was left out and she had to take like this foil wrapped thing out of her bag and eat it while everybody else was eating mm-hmm. the same thing. And so I said, when we opened up the bakery, I said, you know what, we're gonna be peanut and nut free so it can be safe for school treats and everybody can enjoy it. Um, now, 11 years later, you know, there's gluten-free, egg-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, like that's more prevalent as well. Um, but you can bake without nuts and peanuts and, and it still tastes fantastic. So um, people who don't have the allergy may not even know that we're peanut and nut-free yeah. and still enjoy it. Um, and so, and then, you know, it's safe for the people with peanut and nuts, which is really you know, it can be hard to find a bakery that's, that's that way. Cause people want to put nuts and banana bread and they want to put nuts and brownies or they want to, you know, put peanut butter and chocolate together. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love coconut. I love it. You know, so, um, but we are very, um, you know, we're super careful about it and we've got lots of rules about it and we have had conversations with all of our vendors. Um, but yeah. And, and, you know, we we also have, it's, it's meaningful because we have people who drive long distance to come to us and they get there and they just buy out half the store and stock up. Um, and just to see the relief on the parents' face, um, we had one mom come in and she told her son that he could pick anything he wanted. And he clearly had not, never been able to do that before. Mm-hmm. And so he just walked around the counter looking at everything and she, the mom, stood in the corner and just cried because she was so happy for her son that he hadn't been able to do that so you know things like that make us feel make us feel really good but um but yeah I mean it's it's we're happy to to be an option for people who need it 
Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I don't have any allergies, but it's something that I definitely take for granted. I always felt bad for my friends when they had to take something out of their lunch boxes and to um, when we were celebrating birthdays or any like holiday right. events or anything like that. Um, and to have something that's like just a minor change, it's kind of what it is, just, you know, taking out nuts or right. anything that could have any like, huge allergens in them to honestly just be more inclusive is like a very, very like, generous and empathetic thing and it's so small I don't know I know it's I know it's funny to say but no it, it does add extra work yeah. you know it adds extra expense to and it adds it extra does. work and research and and you know an extra effort right to make sure that it's all it's all safe because it's a serious you know we don't just say that we're peanut nut free we we are yeah no it's it's really important um especially like during the first maybe like five or so years of opening up Little Daisy I'm sure mm-hmm. you definitely learned a lot um, about being a business owner, especially here in Montclair. Um, what were some of the biggest les- um, what were some of the biggest lessons in entrepreneurship that you learned um, since opening up Little Daisy? Wow, uh, I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned that you can you can plan all you want, um, but really, mm-hmm. you just you you have to do, and you have to just um, you have to roll with it. There's all yeah. like there's so many things that have happened even, you know, just as, just when we first started opening up that I could not have planned for. And so, um, you really just have to be able to roll with it. You've got to put in the hard work. You've got to be willing to, to, to do everything, have your hands in everything, because like, I don't ask any of my staff. Um, I don't ask anyone on the team to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I do deliveries when we have to, I do dishes. I, I mopped the floor tonight before I left. Like it's, you just, you have to be able to, um, be willing to put in, to put in the hard work and, Mm -hmm. and just know that it's always going to be something that is an obstacle or a a challenge. Um, right now it's bird flu. The egg prices have tripled. You know, there's um, a year ago, it was cocoa powder. You couldn't get the supply. We couldn't get cocoa powder. And I mean, that's a real problem for my business. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the air conditioning doesn't work in the summer or whatever it is. The frosting's all melting. Um, you know, right now our register's not working, which is really um, a problem. Or, mm-hmm. you know, the world has COVID, whatever it is. As an entrepreneur, as, you know, owning your own business, you've got to figure out creative ways to solve those problems on the go. And mm-hmm. um and put in the hard work. I think the people that that are willing to um, be creative and work hard are the ones that succeed. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You're 100% right about all of that. I mean, you really don't know what to expect until it's no. there. Um, to we, did of- a, we did do a business plan before we opened. And I think maybe two weeks two weeks into it, it was just sort of out the window. It was not, well, I mean, it was better than we had expected, which is great, but it, yeah. Um, you know, we planned for a long time. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, no, now, now this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like kind of touch off on the, um, like positive end of that too. What are, or what's like the most rewarding part about being your own business owner here in Montclair? Um, I think that it's, um, just the, the pride of looking at it and, and being able to say that I built it, that I built that from an idea that I had an idea and we did it and it's still reality 11 years later. Um, I think that I'm super, I I get, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I get emotional that my kids 
are are proud of it. Um, and then I think that like, um, I think that I've just been really blessed with an amazing team. I found really great people. Like I said, there's two people that have, have been with me all 11 years. There's people that were at the beginning that, um, you know, they've either left, they've, they've started families or they've gone on to other jobs or, but we all keep in touch and we all, um, and, you know, we all support each other. And I think that having the opportunity to have had them um, in my life and to be a part of their lives, I think is that's, uh, that's just, I, I don't know, I, I get really, I get emotional about my team just because they're so great and you need to have that kind of support to build something, to build something that's going to be long lasting. Yeah, absolutely. I was I, I was just about to chime in with that. I mean, you can have again, you can have a plan all put together, but when it comes to execution, all that, not only does it take lots of hard work on like your end, but also building a strong team of people who are supportive not only of yourself but also of your business and everything that could surround that is just as, if not like even more important for the future stuff. I don't know if you'd agree yeah. with. That too but I do I do I mean I have a, a front manager that most people in town think that um think she owns it th thinks that she owns the bakery and they they've argued with me they're like no no <laughs> she yeah. I said no I'm the owner but uh she uh you know I mean and then I've got my cookie decorator they just they've been with me for 11 years and and some of the girls in the front they just um they treat it like it's their own business and they treat it and I think that that's really special I think that not all small businesses have that wow. and it's really um it means a lot no, definitely definitely like for sure something that like nobody should take for granted and it's very rewarding mm -hmm. um so like during the beginning of like the COVID like lockdown period or the really beginning of the pandemic, like so many businesses had to shut down, especially in like the restaurant, hospitality and bakery fields mm -hmm. for long periods, or they had to adapt some way to um, do like curbside pickup or something like that. Um, what were some ways, if any, that um, Little Daisy had to adapt to adjust to any COVID-19 protocols and what kind of learning experience, again, if there were any, did you take out of that? Yeah, that, uh, that was a doozy. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I think we were one of the first businesses in Montclair to, to close. We closed on March 13th. I remember it very clearly. And we <laughs> saw, we were looking at the, um, at the news coming out of Europe and we just thought this is, this is, this is going to hit us really hard. And we had, um, one of my bakers was pregnant at the time. And so I was just like, we're not going to mess around. Like, we're just going to shut down. I don't want to deal with getting anybody sick and um I send out a, an email to the staff each week kind of saying what's happening you know so everybody's on the same page and I look back at that email now and I laugh because I just I think I said something to the effect of like let's not get too crazy like let's just we're gonna shut down and maybe it's gonna be for a week or so but it's gonna be all right <laughs> and then uh we were close for months <laughs> so um I, I kept everybody on payroll because I didn't want to, there was so much going on with unemployment and so much stress about that, um, that I didn't want to lose my team when we opened back up. So I, I paid everybody for months. And then we, when we felt like it was safe enough, we started with delivery. We just, we took orders online and that was a big switch for us too, because we would take all the orders on the phone. We were like old school paper writing. Um, and so we had to develop a website yeah. and take orders online and then deliver. 
then we uh, added curbside pickup. And then um, we, I think we opened the front door, but put the table in front of the door, didn't mm -hmm. let anybody in. And then we let people in, but we had a bunch of plexiglass everywhere. Um, so, you know, it was just one, it was baby steps <laughs> back to where we are now, but uh, we still wear, we still wear masks in the, in the bakery and um, my staff prefers it. They, I mm -hmm. think that we're still just not sure about stuff. And to be honest, we, we haven't had people out sick because we're wearing masks yeah. and we're in a small space in there. So it just makes people feel a little bit. It's one more added layer of safety that they feel um, still. And, you know, at some point we're gonna reassess that but not until everybody feels comfortable with it. Um, we don't require customers to wear it, but, um, but we do. Um, so, you know, we just had to like, again, we just had to roll with it. Like all of a sudden here's this worldwide pandemic <laughs> what are you gonna do how are you gonna how are you gonna how are you gonna survive and um I was really I was really thankful that we had so many customers that cared if we were gonna make it through and we're ordering gift cards we're ordering for delivery we're ordering you know they just they wanted us to make it and that um and that that was you know that I, I was really grateful for that yeah I mean to even go off what we talked about earlier, this is for sure one of those things that nobody expects in um no in entrepreneur in any form of business yeah. entrepreneurship. Um, nobody has a business plan where it says, "Hey, you're going to shut down for four months, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and pay rent and pay your pay your employees and pay your, you know, all the bills of the, the ingredient." You know, we just. Uh -huh. We did what we could and we, we, again, we just got creative and we had to adapt and, and we did it. Yeah. I mean, it's first off, like very like generous of you to, to keep your staff on payroll, even in a time of uncertainty on like so many occasions or so many levels. Um, I'm sure a lot of people like now that like they know that are very, very, you're even more supportive of your business. I mean, when I heard yeah. you talk about that, it was, <laughs> I, I know it's like a small thing again, but I just, I just remember um, like part of the reason why I made the podcast is because everything I was seeing in the news, especially locally, it was either businesses closing, people being laid right. off. And right. um, even if it was a small, like low budget podcast, it yeah. was more of like positive publicity for businesses at the time. Um, yeah. I, I digress, but no, every little bit helps, you know, like it, it's, 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 um, it, you know, I, I, you say it's generous, but I think I was being a little bit selfish. I really wanted my staff to come back. <laughs> I really wanted, I didn't want to lose them. And so, um, mm -hmm. you know, that, uh, it, I wasn't going to let that happen. And I didn't, I, everybody was dealing with so many stresses over that time period that yeah. I didn't want to add one more of like, oh, am I going to be able to get unemployment? Like just. I was able to do it. And so we did it, but, mm -hmm. um, but like I said, like buying gift cards and, you know, all of that helped out so much and having a podcast that is, is, you know, touting positive things about local businesses, everybody, you know, people need to understand that I love Amazon just like everybody else, but, mm -hmm. you know, but the local businesses, you know, those are the people that are hiring your neighbor's kids, you know, they're, exactly. they're hiring, they're, the, you know, it's your community and this town is, has so many great small businesses and it's so creative. And so, mm -hmm. um, there's just so many different, different things that it would just be sad if, if all of those 
went under. This is what Montclair is about. Exactly. And I feel like, yeah, Montclair, the community and the businesses did a fantastic job for the most part, just trying to keep as many businesses as possible alive. Right. I feel like it's just part of our mentality as a town. Yeah. We, I've just noticed we've tended to always get behind um, anyone and support them, even if we don't know what the outcomes could be. And it's a very, I mean, I'm thankful for that, that I can like grow up in a community that, you know, really emphasizes that and pushes it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, even prior to COVID, like, I know I was doing some research and stuff. People have like done a lot for the community and have done like wonders and when it comes to like generosity and stuff like that, I, for starters, I know that you guys keep um, any like older baked goods, like a day old and you put them just marketed for a dollar, which is mm -hmm. super important. I mean, I <laughs> like for me, at least, I mean, I was a super like broke middle schooler. So, like, you know, I could have some food when I get home. Um, it was great. But on a more like serious note, you donate a lot of food to the food pantries and the homeless if you um, didn't sell it that day. As well as, I mean, there was a snowstorm I saw a couple of years back. Um, do you willingly just delivered any baked goods that you made to families that like lost power, didn't have any, um, any like any power for that matter, just to I guess cheer them up in a way. Um, as a business owner too, like why do you think it's so important to give back and pay it forward in that way? And has it positively changed the outcome of how you've been running your business here in town? Well, I just um. I feel like this, like I said, it's just, it's, we're all a community. We're all, um, we're all, while I'm running a business, um, you know, we're all in it together. And I feel like when I, when I give something, um, it's, you know, it can be one of two things. It can be either, I have a really good customer that's in need, that needs something and they've given, you know, they've, they've been loyal to me and come to me for everything we've been you know, part of their lives for 11 years or, you know, however long. Um, and so I've got something that I can do for them. So um, it come, it does come back to, it's not the reason why I do it. I, um, you know, I do it because one of the reasons why I started the bakery is because I, I love to, you know, I love to make people happy and I love to, and I feel like with baked goods, you're part of a celebration. You're part of a, um, a tradition. You're part of a, you know, whether it's an anniversary or somebody, you know, did something great and everybody wants to celebrate it or you're bringing the family together. Um, yeah. And I feel like there's also parts where like, if you're feeling down or feeling blue and somebody drops off cupcakes at your door, like there's just something sweet about that. And so during, I, I think it might've been Sandy where we, where we couldn't get, the grocery stores didn't have eggs and, and milk and all of that. And I was able to get it from my supplier. So um, I offered that to neighbors and people around town if they needed groceries that I could order it. And then, um, you know, people were stuck at home. They could just, I, I can't remember exactly what we did, but at some, somehow we, we got them baked goods. And if, if that little thing can help them make it through their day, then they've got a great feeling about us and my business. And then when they want to go do something, they think, Oh, little Daisy, like that, you know, they help me you know, I'm going to go give it a shot. And we, we just become part of each other's lives. And, and mm -hmm. that's, I love that. No, I, I mean, it's fantastic. And like, I want to thank you and like your business for that. It's like a small thing that just has a profound impact on like so many residents of the community. 
Um, as we talked about before, Little Daisy has been open for um, 11 years, and it's kind of been established and pretty much ingrained in the Montclair community. Um, as we close in on 2022, and we kind of um, go into like the new year, do you have many like new goals that you have for your business um, that you would like to share in any way? Um, I have, I mean, I have lots of ideas again, like, you know, you can plan all you want, but I have lots (laughs) of ideas of things I want to do. Um, I'd like to, you know, I'm mildly concerned about prices of, of ingredients going up and, um, you know, like I mentioned that eggs have tripled, which is huge for us. Uh, butter prices are up. Like we bake everything from scratch. So, you know, all of those, all of those things mean a lot to us when those prices change even a little bit, but, um, but so my, my goal would be, um, you know, to continue, to continue just doing what we're doing. Um, and I, I don't know, I have, I have ideas. I don't, I'm, I'm not really sure that I'm ready to share them, but, um, but yeah, I think that my goals would just be to, to continue on with my like fantastic team <laughs> and, uh, and um just continue to to bake high quality stuff yeah um and my final question for you um it's pretty general but um what's your advice for any bakers and entrepreneurs in montclair who want to just open a business in any way (laughs) i have uh uh wow um i would say uh for entrepreneurs um for entrepreneurs, I would say to, to sort of what I said before, you have to be ready to do that, put in the work, but be ready to just do all aspects of it. You're not just going to be able to, um, to direct one way or the other, but like to actually do it. Um, and you're going to need support. Like for, for me, I couldn't believe the support system that I had. I had, um, you know, I was working 20 plus hours a day. And so, you know, my husband, was amazing. We had two young kids and, um, my friends were so supportive. They took little Daisy everywhere and they were my kind of marketing. They're like, look at my friends opening up a bakery. Like, look at what she's doing. Here you go. Um, and I think that, you know, to open to, to be an entrepreneur and to, and to like follow your dream, you have to be hundred percent invested. And, um, I guess what I would say is you have to, you have to trust your gut and, uh, don't, compromise on your idea or on quality and um and I would say that just I I would say value the people that are working for you that are helping you create this idea um because again you you need you need the support but um you know there's a like I've hired I've 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 had amazing people on the team and sometimes you feel like oh I want to do it that's my idea I'm going to do it and then you bounce ideas off and then that idea becomes a better one because you've worked together on it. Um, and, but I, I think that the biggest thing for entrepreneurs is just be ready to work. Like it's, it's a lot of work all the time. Like it's, it's a seven day a week, <laughs> many hours a day. Uh, like I can't say this because I own a baker, but it's not a cakewalk. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard work um, for bakers. I think, um, I think really figuring out what it is that you like, what you're really good at, what you really want to do and become really good at it, become an expert at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and be, I would say be specialized because you can be very, um, you can be very valuable mm-hmm. that way. And it's more, I don't know, that's just, um, 
that would be my that would be my advice for bakers. I mean, both and come apply at Little Daisy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you guys are hiring too, all right? Uh, we are I, I, the baking. Well, I'm always you know I'm always willing to talk to people, but um, our baking team right now is is amazing. Um, and then our front, we're always looking for people that work the front counter. It's a little bit tough for high school students just because now our our hours are. Tuesday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> so that's really just school hours. But um, but you know, may, one of my goals, you know, as you as you asked earlier, is maybe to be more open more days and hours. So there's always opportunity. So yes, we are hiring. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I really appreciate it and for being on the Absolutely. podcast today. No, oh, I'm so honored that you asked me. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Jennifer Snyder and Little Daisy Bake Shop for being on today's episode of Humans of Montclair. I had a wonderful time speaking to you about the history behind Little Daisy, your current endeavors, and the exciting future of what Little Daisy has to offer. Little Daisy is located in Montclair's Uptown section on Valley Road, and they're open on Tuesdays through Saturdays from 8 to 4 o'clock. To learn more about Little Daisy, visit their website at littledaisybakeshop.com or see their Instagram handle at littledaisybakeshop. I also want to say thank you so much to Montclair Radio. Montclair Radio is a Montclair High School student-run radio and broadcasting club that hosts many podcasts ranging from sports and business to shows like Humans of Montclair. Montclair Radio also writes music reviews about your favorite artists and creates a safe, artistic space for students at the high school. I'm very lucky to have the privilege to broadcast my podcast onto the website, and if you want to start a podcast or you're simply a music lover in town, be sure to check out Montclair Radio on Instagram at Montclair Radio. And again, thank you so much for listening to Humans of Montclair and have an incredible day.